resist your questions. Um, uh, I, I came away uh, encouraged. And, but I want to make it clear to you. I'm encouraged not just because of a solid meeting with, um, with uh, the uh, Republican leader in the House and with, uh, with Mitch, or Senator McConnell, who I've known a long, long time and worked with. I've been meeting with bipartisan leaders for a long time now. I've met with gosh knows how many. I mean, and there's more than one single group. There's bipartisan organi- you know, groups made up of 10 to 20 members. There's been groups that I, I met with. Uh, for example, I met with yesterday with Kristen Cinema. I thought that was a, and she purported, and I believe her, to speak for some of the bipartisan her, her friends who are both sides of the aisle about how to deal, how to go forward with infrastructure. So I'm generically, I'm encouraged that there is room to have a compromise on a bipartisan bill that's solid and significant and a means by which to pay for it without dropping all of the uh, all of the burden on um, on middle class and working class people. Look, what's the one thing people are concerned about with the gas? Gasoline prices going up. Exactly right. And it matters if you make $40,000 a year. It matters if you're a two-family person making $80,000, $90,000, two wage earners. It matters. And what I don't want to do, and this will be another discussion we didn't get into today, is how to pay for it. And if everything is paid for by a user fee, well, then, you know, the burden falls on working-class folks who are... Uh, who are having trouble. We're, we're, we're getting them out of the... They're coming around, but it has. this has to be a burden shared across the spectrum. Anyway, thank you, guys. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. My God. Oh, how did that man win the presidency? God only knows. I mean, he stole the presidency, but even still, my goodness... Just listening to him talk, and you think that's the guy that's wheeling and dealing for the United States? <laughs> you wonder why we're in trouble? Um, we, we've had been having a busy week, I can tell you that much. Everybody's freaking out about gas because we had the cyber attack. Um, Joe Biden wanted to make sure he pointed out Russia, Russia, Russia a million times because that's the narrative that they're looking for. Uh, and if he was so sure it was Russia, where's the repercussion? You know, they, what they said was he's been in contact with Moscow and they know it's not from the Russian government, like they would tell them themselves anyways. But they say they know it's not from the Russian government and it's from people that are outside of that. So uh, what he was saying about gas, I thought was extremely interesting considering he shut down the Keystone Pipeline and he's banning fracking and uh, he's not exporting oil anymore the way we, we were doing. We used to be the biggest distributor in the world and under Trump. And now we're back to buying oil instead of producing our own and selling it to people and making more money. But at least you're not getting any mean tweets, right? I mean, that's what this all comes down to. Everybody wanted Trump out. They wanted him in because, you know, Trump, he's got all those mean things. He says, even though gas prices were lower, the economy was booming. uh, We certainly weren't having the problems around the world that we're having right now. France is on the verge of civil war. Uh, England 
is you know getting close. Me, us, and England are right about the same. You got Colombia's falling apart. Haiti's falling apart. They're using their woke leftist rhetoric, and they're trying to destroy South Africa as well. Uh, Glenn Beck had Laura Logan on. She talked to him about that. And then we had peace in the Middle East under Trump. He actually worked it out where everybody was being peaceful with each other, and now they're at war. The the uh, Hamas are attacking Israel nonstop. You watch that. It's, it's frightening and at the same time kind of amazing. Uh, to see Israel's defense system, how it takes out all those rockets. But those people are living under constant fear. Uh, And what is Joe Biden doing about it? Joe Biden, Israel's one of our biggest allies. Is he backing them up? No, he's he's not saying hardly anything about it. Uh, People that are saying stuff about it are the squad members, Omar, Tlaib, and AOC, and they're back in Palestine. Big surprise there. Uh, Marjorie Greene wasn't too happy. A post in the Washington Examiner said uh, Green referred to congressional Democrats known as the squad as the jihad squad and said that they, they do not belong in Congress due to their recent defense of the Hamas. Uh, the jihad squad, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, doesn't think Israel has the right to defend itself from terrorist Hamas when they fire rockets into Israel. The Georgia Republican tweeted on Monday, they also support terrorists Antifa slash BLM who attack Americans. Members who support terrorism don't belong in Congress. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) There's not a whole lot to say there, except I couldn't agree with her anymore. You also had a Palestinian actress, Vina Mullick, that tweeted out, quoting Adolf Hitler, I would have killed all the Jews of the world. But I kept some to show the world why I killed them. (laughs) I mean, if you think that you're supporting the right side of this, that you're on Palestine's side and you think that they're the ones that are in the right, they're not in the wrong. When you have somebody who's literally quoting Adolf Hitler, who killed millions upon millions of Jews for no other reason than their religion, (laughs) You, you really need to think again. Uh, the Wonder Woman star, Gal Gabbett, she was, she's getting a lot of backlash because she came out and actually made a nice statement. Uh, she is from Israel. Those are her people. And she more or less, just to break it down, more or less just says that it's a shame that people have to live in fear and this war has been going on forever. And she just prays that they can have peace at some point. Naturally, she gets blowback from that because God forbid she called for peace. You know, they want war to continue on, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know why that was a problem, but apparently that's a problem for people on the left. When I was doing all the reading about Israel, something funny came up. I... Uh, I saw a picture that was a group of guys and girls that were holding up a sign that said queers for Palestine. (laughs) Okay. This is where you see how ignorant people truly can be. Obviously they don't do any homework at all because if they did putting up a sign like queers for Palestine, it's probably not the best idea. That more than likely, if they were over there going to support them, they'd probably find themselves on the top of a building being thrown off because of their sexual preference. I'm telling you, so you would think they'd be a little bit smarter. They might actually want to dig into it a little bit to figure out 
you're out here, you make this big sign, you're all gung-ho to support the cause, and these people look at you as infidels, that you're an abomination, and they'd rather kill you than look at you. So, really stupid. When I came upon that, I just, I chuckled a little bit in disbelief and just shook my head, just because of the sheer ignorance of what they were doing, because it's just so dumb. (laughs) You didn't even take a minute to try to look and figure out that you're probably not going to be welcome over there. But that's how they get you on the left. That's how a lot of these people are. You know, they're, they're headline readers. They don't dig into it anymore. Funny thing about headlines, and I know this is not what we're talking about, but most headlines with the news, if you read anything, the headline just tries to suck you in. 99% of the time, the headline has nothing to do with the actual article. Uh, the Blaze reported, 124 retired generals and admirals say U.S. is in deep peril under Biden, warns of his mental condition. More than 120 retired generals and admirals have signed a letter saying that the U.S. is in deep peril under the leadership of Joe Biden, specifically warning that the mental condition of the nation's oldest commander-in-chief cannot be ignored. It begins, our nation is in deep peril. We are in a fight for the survival of our constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of the constitutional freedoms and liberty. The retired military leader went on to say that without fair and honest elections that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost, saying that aside from the election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing the Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed. At the end of a long list of bulletin points citing additional national security issues and actions, Flag Officers for America wrote, The mental and physical condition of the Commander-in-Chief cannot be ignored. He must be able to quickly make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Recent Democrat leadership's inquiries about nuclear code procedures sends a dangerous national security signal to nuclear-armed adversaries, raising the question about who is in charge. We must always have an unquestionable chain of command. The officials ended their letter with a call for action, urging all citizens to get involved now at the local, state, and or national level to elect political representatives who will act to save America, our constitutional republic, and hold those currently in office accountable, including the will of the people must be heard and followed. Biden, 78, is the oldest American president to ever be elected, and he's faced questions from opponents during both the Democratic primary and the general election over his mental fitness for office. A White House spokesperson told People Magazine Wednesday that Biden is planning to have a checkup later this year, and the results will be made public. The outlet noted that the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters last week that the administration will be transparent to reporters about the results of Biden's first physical when it happens. 
People also reported that Biden similarly promised during the 2020 campaign to be totally transparent in terms of my health. (laughs) He ain't being transparent in terms of his health, his presidency, or anything else. Uh, This article was a great article. That was it, top to bottom from the blaze. Um, I've been saying for a long time, and I'm sure multiple people have as well, you got to get involved in the elections closest to you first. Uh, It's a common theme because those are the ones that have the greatest impact on your day-to-day life. You got to get out there and elect people that share your ideology. You you need to get involved in your community. Uh, If you don't want to elect somebody that shares the same opinions and beliefs as you, go out there yourself. You know, nothing's stopping you. Look at how many freshmen just came in that don't have any political past and they're now in the house and they're taking over, you know, different areas all over the country. You could do the same thing. You know, the sky's the limit. If that's your thing in life, if that's what you want to do, go for it. It would be very beneficial to the survival of this country to have strong-minded people that are willing to get in there, take the punches and punch right back and fight for what you truly believe in, which is the American way, freedom, liberty, the Constitution, and the American dream. On to COVID. The CDC, (laughs) man, I hate the CDC, man. You know, I don't even like using stuff from them. I know I have to from time to time. And when I'm trying to make my point in different podcasts, if I'm talking about something, but God, I hate the CDC. The CDC is just filled with complete morons. I mean, morons. They never get anything right. Everything's always flip-flopping. No wonder Dr. Fauci quotes them all the time because he flip-flops just like they do. The CDC just came out. They quietly snuck a number in there. If you remember, it was 10% of deaths were healthy adults with no previous uh, problems. They didn't have any pre-existing conditions that were passing away from the virus. Well, now they've come out and said, actually, it's only 5%. 5% of people with no pre-existing conditions, healthy individuals, are passing away from this virus. I am not the smartest man in the world by any means, nor do I claim to be, but I do have something that God blessed me with. I have common sense, and I think a lot of people still have it. When you see a number like a little over 600,000 people are dead and you hit that at 5%, it's 30,000. How many people generally die on a bad flu year? About 30,000. Notice the flu is nowhere to be found this year. It just completely disappeared. But yet we had about the same amount of deaths for healthy individuals. Uh, Other people that passed away had either one or multiple problems that compounded on top of it. Not to mention all this, you know, what to do, what not to do, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, uh, hydroxychloroquine, no, you can't take it. And then as soon as Trump's out of office, real quietly, you let states use it again. There's all kinds of treatments out there to take care of yourself. One of the biggest ones is take your vitamins. Make sure some of the most important vitamins you can take in your life is D, magnesium, vitamin C. Take the zinc in case you do catch it. You know, it helps with the taste in your mouth. Those vitamins there just keep your immune system up. Try to live a healthy lifestyle. Believe me, you'll be all right. But the CDC came out today and now they're saying, here, wait for it because this is, uh, you know, 
Oh my God, it's going to be monumental. If you've been fully vaccinated, guess what you get to do now? You don't have to wear a mask indoors. Oh my God. Really? Oh, thank you, CDC. God, you just... uh, Thank you for telling me how to live my life and what I am and I'm not allowed to do. You're just so wonderful. How about you take that mask and shove it up your rear? Okay, because I didn't wear it in the first place. And I'm not going to wear it. Oh, and guess what? I'm not getting vaccinated either. I have no interest in it. I'm not telling anybody else what to do. But for me, that's my personal choice. I have no interest in it. And guess what? It hits fat people harder. And you're going to see my big, ugly, fat self in June. Okay? And I'm still not taking it because I'm not scared of it. You want to be scared and take it? Take it. Have at it. You know, if you're in a dangerous group, please, by all means, get yourself vaccinated. 80% of the elderly in America are vaccinated, but yet you still have dictators like the one in California telling people maybe these mandates could start going away in mid-June. It's a disgrace. The CDC also came out with an inflated number on catching the virus outside. It's been discredited. It's almost impossible Without a mask on, you don't need the mask. Outside, you're good. You're cool. Don't wear it outside. It's okay. You know, it's 9,000 degrees outside. You're breathing your own sweat in, which I'm sure is real good for you. You don't need to wear it outside because the chance of you getting it outside is literally just about zero, which makes, again, perfect sense if you have common sense because you're outside. The air is constantly moving. We're talking about aerosols, airborne particles. It would have to be really hard to catch it outside unless somebody is just walking right in front of you and just sneezes right in your face. Okay, in which case, <laughs> you know, hey, it just goes that way, <laughs> I guess. You know, besides the fact that you're probably grossed out, yeah, you may have caught something from it. The problem is they're losing control. They know they're losing control. They know people are not listening to them anyways. So they're going to ease restrictions now to try to regain some favor with the people like, oh, look, we're doing such a great job. We've turned a corner on this virus. Now you can do these things. This whole COVID thing has been the biggest power grab in American history. That's all this has been about. Okay, when you start hearing numbers like 5% and you have these fools at first telling you if you're fully vaccinated, you still got to wear a mask. And then they're realizing that people are like, uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. Now they're saying, oh, no, no, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. Yeah, well, y- you think, because what would be the point of getting vaccinated if I still have to wear a mask after you shoved God knows what chemical in my arm twice? Unless you get the Johnson & Johnson, and then you get a one-shot deal and possibly a blood clot to go with it. You never know. I mean, you go with that, with that option. Another thing that really ticked me off is now they're saying 12 to 15-year-olds can take this shot. Kids are the least impacted by this virus. They, they will recover the quickest. They're not going to transmit it the way you would as an adult. And if it hits them, they should be okay. No. Let's put this stuff in our kids' arms. There's no long-term studies on these vaccines. There's none. How do you know what it's going to do to the kid in the long run? We have such a problem in America right now with autism because, my God, I got young kids. You know how many needles they pump in these kids' arms from the time they're born till they're like five years old and they got to go to school? They must get 100 shots. You're pumping them with so much chemicals, so much crap. Let's put more stuff in their arm. I'm sure that's real good for them. Not to mention, there's no long-term study on it. Like I just said, 
How do you know what it's going to do 10 years from now? How do you know what effect it's going to have on them? There was an article in, gosh, I wish I would have taken it down. I don't remember what paper I saw it in, but it was a 17-year-old kid that got his shot and he was in the emergency room from getting a blood clot. Why are we doing this to the children? More importantly, as adults, we are charged with the responsibility to watch after the children and the elderly. That is our duty. I know society has gotten away from that because people have gotten more and more hollow inside and shallow because you're getting further away from God and society is just getting nastier or meaner to each other. But in a perfect world, the way things should be, we're supposed to care for our elders because guess what? They helped us in this world and we got to help them out of this world. Okay, They're hurting. They need that help. Their minds get a little slow. Their bodies are not real cooperative anymore. You got to help them out. Just like when they're coming into this world, you got to protect them because they're fragile and they don't know anything yet. You know, they're innocent. You got to protect them. It's on us to do it. Our responsibility. So if I was you, my personal advice, and you do what's best for you and your family, please don't put a needle in your kid's arm. There's no reason to do that. That is insanity. You're going to put something in this kid's arm. You have no idea what the consequences are in the end. You have no idea what it's going to do to them long term. They've only, how, how quick are these studies? We've done all this in 10 months, 11 months. You don't even know what it's going to do to us as adults, the ones that take it as adults, let alone put it in the poor kid's arms. So I'm, I'm about done with that. And Fauci, I did see that, a group of House uh, Republicans are putting together a bill to fire Dr. Fauci. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, if, if I wasn't afraid of copyright infringement, believe me. Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye would be playing right now. Trust me. <laughs> well, it's Friday. I hope you're going to have a great weekend. Uh, that's going to wrap up this podcast for today. Parlor is still down. I don't know if it's RIP time for Parlor. It looks like a lot of people are abandoning ship and they're not interested in going back to Parlor because uh, not only are they not coming up, I mean, they're not even putting out any updates. They're not even giving anybody anything telling you when they may come back up. So who knows what's happening there. Um, I still am going to post my podcast on Twitter at LJCONSERCRN, on Gab at Little Joe's Corner. And on Cloud Hub at Little Joe's CC, uh, Mike Lindell was supposed to do the Frank speech. I, I'm still having problems. I can't get on there still. I mean, you can get on and watch like he's doing some broadcasting from there, but I can't get on there to actually do anything from an app standpoint, like uh, posting things and, and whatnot. So we'll see. Uh, if you'd like to contact me, Gmail at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a great Friday. And a wonderful weekend. God bless.